0: So this episode is brought to you by the Potential Mastermind Project. That is a group coaching program that's actually run by me. So yeah, I'm my own sponsor of this episode, but... I really think it is a worthy sponsor for the listeners of this show because this show is called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And if you're listening, I'm assuming you're doing something cool as an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a business leader, and that you're looking for ways to do more. And in my soul, I know that everybody has potential. And yet most people believe that there's a gap between their potential and the results they're experiencing. And that is why I created the Potential Mastermind Project. Now – A group like this isn't for everybody, so it might not be for you, but why don't you jump over to PotentialMastermind.com and there you'll find out all the information and you'll find out if this is something that can help you get closer to the potential that you know you're capable of. Again, that is PotentialMastermind.com. So, I am really excited about today's show. Today's show is episode 295. We are so close to that 300 episode that I, I can't even believe it. And we just passed our third birthday. September 30th marked three years since we originally launched this show. And with almost 300 episodes under my belt, I feel I'm just about hitting my stride and figuring out how to host a podcast. So I think the good ones start now. Get ready because this show is about to get really good. And today is an example of that. Today I have Alana Pratt. Now she is an intimacy expert, which gets me thinking, What is an intimacy expert? But Alana inspires her clients to be unapologetically true to themselves, their love lives, and their business. So she's also the host of Intimate Conversations Live, and we'll find out about her show as we go through all of this. But
1: Alana, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I'm so excited to be here, Tom, knowing that this is the first officially cool show because you <laughs> finally get to be the amazing podcaster you are. I'm glad I've waited for 300, but I have to disagree. I've listened to your shows. You're amazing. Oh,
0: well, thank so you. Thank
1: you for having me here.
0: Oh, well, thank you for being a guest. Hey, so why don't you tell everybody about your business? What? Well, who is Alana Pratt and and, and what's an intimacy expert?
1: An intimacy expert. Well, it's kind of funny. Remember when we met, we were sitting at the table eating butterscotch seas candy. Yes, butterscotch squares.
0: I did. I told you, you have to try that one. It's called a butterscotch square.
1: Yeah, yeah. So to me, intimacy is being raw and honest and vulnerable and real rather than trying to be cool and get people to like you.
0: (laughs) So let me jump in here. So her table won a box of C's candy at a conference that I was at. And I wasn't sitting at a table. I was standing in the back and her table was maybe, I don't know, near the back. It wasn't actually the last row, but it was like two thirds of the way back. And I saw that they won one of the handful of boxes of C's candy. And having grown up in Southern California, I love. Seize candy. Now you can get it around the country in in airports now, but it was something that was a Southern California, maybe Northern too, thing. And my mother loved seize <laughs> candy. And in fact, my mom was a good 50 or 60 pounds overweight towards the end of her life. And, and part of that had to do with the fact that that woman could sniff out a seize candy at 10 miles out. And <laughs> they put that box down, and I like leapt over people. I think I leapt over <laughs> old people and children and dogs. And I sat down in the empty chair at their table and said, Hi are we opening this now? And so, but then I was able to tell everybody what each candy was. Oh, that's a bordeaux and that's a butterscotch <laughs> square and that's a molasses chip. And they're like, "How do you know?" And people were like looking for the little graph of like what the candies were and I'm like, so "See's candy doesn't give you a diagram."
1: And they're like, "Tom knows. <laughs> Tom knows everything." They're like, "How do you
0: know?" I go, "My mother taught me a lot of things, but one was to spot every single candy in a box of nuts and chews."
1: So that's the intimate way I got to know the amazing Tom Singer. And that really goes back to the work I do with people. You know, how do you be your real self and not worry about what other people think, not be stopped by fear of rejection and speak your truth, be your truth, keep your heart open in the face of anything. So that's how I got started. I was, I guess I called myself like a relationship coach and I still do to this day, but there's something about intimacy. And if you break the word down, Tom, into me, I see. (laughs) And most of us, when we look inside, kind of referring back to your mastermind that you're supporting people with, there's a gap. There's a gap between who we want to be and who we think we are. And what I do is I help close that gap on the inside. So you come to peace, not just with your awesome parts, your cool things that you do, but also your wobbly parts, sometimes even your ashamed parts of your past, past relationships, past bankruptcies, your body, whatever it is that's getting in the way of you being authentically yourself. Because when you can be authentically yourself, you meet your clients fully, you meet money fully. You meet your beloved fully. You meet a Bordeaux chocolate <laughs> fully. <laughs> and you get better results in your life. Well, and and when you when you put it that
0: way, um, it's like, well, duh, of course. I mean, that is so important. We all have those, what did you call them, wobbly parts? We all have those parts of our life. That we're not proud of. And we don't put those on the, the business mask that we put on, you know, yeah. when we go out into the world. But but it's still part of us. I, I teach audiences all the time when I speak that, you know, no matter who you're dealing with, on the other side of that relationship, there's a person who has their own stuff going on. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's good stuff, but sometimes it's bad stuff. But really you're taking that inside. I say, hey, when you meet the person, they have stuff. But what you're saying is you've got your own stuff and, and it's okay.
1: Yeah. And if you meet people trying to hide your stuff, you come across as kind of fake and trying too hard or, or holding back and people, people don't trust you. People won't buy from you. People won't make love to you. you know, it just follows down in every aspect of our life. And so when we can come to peace, and I'm not saying we have to like fall madly in love with our wobbly parts, but let's stop, you know, rejecting ourselves. And let's stop resisting life and just show up authentically. Um, I'm sure with your, you know, you've got two daughters, right? And they're going through high school and college and boyfriends. There's got to be moments where they're like, dad, can I talk to you about this? And if you're not able to be with your own wobbly parts, you're not going to be able to be with your daughter's wobbly parts. Do you find that?
0: Yeah, absolutely and it's in fact it's funny my my older daughter has a real serious boyfriend and people ask me all the time how do you feel about that as if I have some <laughs> like ooh you know what do you think of Thomas and it's like you know he's he's a great kid you couldn't ask for your daughter to date a nicer guy and what nice. my wife and I have discovered is we're going into a different phase of life. We're going into a phase where we have, you know, adult children are about to have, you know, one's 15, one's 20, about to have adult children. And that's not a bad thing. But you do have to approach the new phases, even when they're 5 and 6 and 10 and 12 or 14 and 15. You have to face yeah. those new phases head on. And, and you do. You have to be true to yourself and say, you know, it's OK. They're their own people. And so I, I fully understand where you're saying what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I'm also a bit of a quantum physics nerd. I love with what I know intuitively as a coach, if I can prove it with science. And from what I've learned, this energy that is literally like birthing a star or blossoming a flower, it inspires our creativity. And so it's like this flow that comes through us. And when we like kink ourselves like a hose by by trying to hide who we are or trying to be good enough or not be afraid of being rejected when there's a block we don't shine in our creativity we don't receive the magic of the universe we don't receive new creative ideas to create a podcast you know the cool things that entrepreneurs do it we don't get to be our fullest selves and so that's why i love going into i just call it like you know sitting in the fire and, and really being real with people and being that person that doesn't judge that loves them unconditionally so that they can and then all of this freedom breaks loose in their businesses and in their love lives and and they're an inspiration to others and they're flowing this life force energy and people say hey that person's got that it factor or i'm sure you know tom when they hire you to speak or be a master of ceremonies they're hiring you yes cuz you're good at what you do and you probably have your 10,000 hours of mastery but it's your essence it's the essence that made you leap across the room and sit at our table and open the box of chocolate it's it's life flowing through you i don't know if that was
0: essence essence or my sweet tooth but either way (laughs) it got me there
1: (laughs) absolutely so
0: alana what led you to being an entrepreneur what was your background i mean did you start off at like right out of college you know being an intimacy expert or or did you work for a bank i mean what what led you through this path
1: It's a funny story. I'm from Canada, a small town Canadian girl, and my uncle Phil drove this big 18-wheeler semi to LA once a month. And I was taking business in college, hating it because I didn't want to be a pharmacist like my dad. I didn't want to be a teacher like my mom. So I just started in business, but I didn't like it. And so I quit, much to their chagrin, hopped on the semi, arrived in Hollywood, of course, to be a movie star, right? Of course. (laughs) But I failed. But I did have this skill set of being a dancer since I was five years old. Jazz, LA, tap, singing, all that stuff. So I ended up getting a job. I thought it was going to be on like a cruise line in and out of like Los Angeles, but it ended up being a show in Japan all the way on the other side of the world. Wow! So I began to be a dancer. I began to be a model, a spokesperson, an English teacher. I found all these ways to make money doing what I had these gifts and talents for. And I didn't get the job because my dad made a call. I got the job because I was courageous enough, worthy enough, talented enough, crazy Crazy enough. enough, I had so much fun. And then I saved up a bunch of money and went back to New York city and finished my degree at Columbia and had an amazing oh, 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 so time Oh,
0: So you're a dummy. You got into Columbia. So you're, you...
1: yeah, I'm a cum laude dummy, just like your daughter <laughs> at Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: She's she not that she, smart getting into that school. Yeah. Right. Yeah, same thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and then as I got out of that college and I was, you know, an intern at CNN and, and I having some fun, I just could never get um, used to the idea of a nine to five job. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like anybody to tell me what to do. I like to be my own boss. And so I learned uh, through various workshops that I went to why actually my first marriage was falling apart. And and then my second marriage was falling apart. I'm like, hmm, the only one in common here, Tom, is me.
0: Okay. Do, <laughs> but it was, it was different husbands, right? So uh, Couldn't yeah, be them. Yeah. It was all them.
1: Um and this is when I began my intimate relationship with myself, really finding that little girl that still wanted daddy's love, that would give away her power and, and try to get attention and affection. And so as I began taking these courses, I learned that I was pretty damn good at this. And they asked me to be a coach, then a head coach. And then eventually I just put my own shingle on my door 18 years ago wow. and started charging. And it's, you know, Tom, I just get paid to love people. <laughs> love people home. That's what I do. And it's evolved over the years with clients like Lisa Gibbons when she was on Dancing with the Stars, or amazing people like Alanis Morissette on my show, Intimate Conversations Live. You know, the universe gives you signs when you're actually going in the right direction. And I've been an entrepreneur ever since, and I love it.
0: So, what is it that you love? about the life that you've created then. I mean, you've obviously created your own path and, and I'm always a fan of people who have what, you know, they call the niche business, right? I mean, if if you were to go back to, you know, when they came to career day at your Canadian high school, you know, (laughs) nobody came along and said, oh, and there's, you know, there's accountant and there's doctor and there's nurse and there's media executive and there's intimacy expert and there's fireman (laughs) and there's a teacher, you know. (laughs) I, I love people who sort of invent sort of their own thing. And I have, I have an older yeah. brother who lives in New York who is a saxophone repairman. And, you know, nice. he's, he's in his 60s. He's been doing this for over 30 years. He loved the saxophone. He was a musician and uh, he wasn't a wealthy musician. So he had to repair his own horn. And if you think about the saxophone, it's it's a very uh, ornate instrument. And so a little yeah. knock, a little bump, and it's out of whack. So he became the guy and he has been New York's premier saxophone repairman and I always tell people it's because of him that I fell in love with niche businesses. And mm. and then last year, one of my daughter's friends uh, at Carnegie Mellon said, you know, your dad is the first, yeah. the first person I ever met who invented his own job out of nothing. Nice. And I thought about it and I thought, yeah, that is kind of what I did. So I love that. So what is it that you love about this life you've created?
1: It's my spiritual practice in a business. I remember the first time I backpacked, I arrived in Thailand. I didn't know what the hell to do. And I discovered this thing called my intuition, and that I was actually co creating with the universe, that my attitude, my willingness, my point of view was actually creating the responses and who I would meet. If I felt really scared and not good enough, I would attract these. Can I swear? Like, is it allowed? I don't know. These jerks. of these jerks that weren't uh, valuing me because I wasn't. And then as I started to value myself, I attracted people that thought I was pretty cool. I'm like, hmm, I'm in charge here. I'm co-creating with the field. This is awesome. And so by the time I got to my entrepreneurial life, I'm like, wait a minute, this is my spiritual practice. I get to face my fears of showing up. I get to face my fears of not understanding accounting or shit, and I have to like get help. (laughs) I have to face my fears and not only learn how to be a great coach and healer, but a great business businesswoman. I get to learn how to be authentic and hope you like me, but really not give a crap if you do. <laughs> like, it's all a spiritual practice. And if I apply myself, there is no ceiling to what I can do. And I have to face people that hate me and love me every day and keep my heart open and keep going.
0: So, Elena, that's absolutely wonderful. But there's got to be days where you think, if I had stayed at CNN, <laughs> I could have a pretty good life right now. Are there ever times where you think, what the heck am I doing
1: Starbucks looks pretty damn good <laughs> on a probably monthly basis because <laughs> they even have healthcare. Um, and and yeah. you
0: probably look good in that green apron, right? So <laughs> Thank be okay. you. I
1: think so. I'd be a sexy barista. <laughs>
0: um,
1: no, but I am one of these, I don't know, uh, annoyingly positive people, these brave people. I'm just unwilling. You know what, Tom? I think it goes back to my best friend dying when I was 16. I didn't, I mean, my cat hadn't even died. My grandmas hadn't even died. Mm-hmm. But my best fucking friend died. And I'm like, whoa, this is not, uh, this is precious. I'm going to say I love you when I mean it. I'm going to show up and live my dreams, no matter what anybody thinks. I'm going to slide into that grave, as they say, you know, fully used up. So, yeah, I can't not be an entrepreneur. I can't, no, I can't just fall asleep, not when life is so precious.
0: So, what advice do you have for somebody who's listening, and maybe, maybe they've had two husbands or two wives, and maybe they've, <laughs> you know, maybe they feel that, uh, you know, they they have been, you know, not true to themselves. What advice do you have for someone who, who wants to start over, if you will, and, and become an entrepreneur?
1: Mm. I would do one of the processes I take people through, and I have so many free resources on my site to help you with this. But basically, imagine that there's a little you inside the back corner of your heart, the one you've been hitting with a two by four for the past decade of you know, how horrible they are for the two divorces or the bankruptcies or whatever. I want you to go in there and just start to make peace. Just stop rejecting yourself and start to learn to accept, allow, and eventually love this part of you. And then there's this moment of grace that happens. Not that you are fearless and never are afraid again. It's not like that. But it's like you're, you're willing to love yourself that much to have the, the process of going for it. Not so much the accomplishment and the achievement, looking on the outside for your validation. Not like that. But just like such self-love that you're willing to go for it fully just because you get to. And when you get to that place, find, like have a conversation with your little self and go, what would delight me, turn me on like a butterscotch chocolate to do, whether I was the best at it or whether I just changed one life? What would that be? And then take one step, get into a mastermind group like yours or a coaching group like mine, get some accountability and some structure and somebody that believes in you non-judgmentally and unconditionally, no matter what, and just put one foot in front of the other, do one thing every day. And you'd be amazed 365 days later, a year later, your life will be drastically different. And you'll look back and slap your ass. You'll be so proud of yourself. And then the fire really starts and it keeps you going on those days when you just really want to apply to Starbucks.
0: No, Yeah, exactly. I have those days. That's, uh, that's absolutely great advice. So how important do you think your network is if you're going to be an entrepreneur or like you and me, a soul opener? Because it can get lonely. So how important is your network?
1: Mm, It's essential. You got to connect with people every day, be it a client, a colleague, a meetup, a network group, social media. Just stay in the conversation with others. It'll keep you out of your spinning head, which is a very dangerous, scary place to go. It'll keep you more grounded in your heart and in the moment. And the other place to network with is God, the divine, the universe. Make sure you go inside and connect with your higher power, whatever you call it. That's another place to really stay connected.
0: So Alana, before I let you go, I've got to thank the sponsor, but don't go anywhere because I've still got some more. I got more questions for you. So this episode is also brought to you by Podfly Productions. Hey, Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience And interviewing really cool people like Alana Pratt. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So, Alana, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now?
1: Mm, taking my show intimate conversations live from the platform of simply through instant teleseminar, through the people on my, my list that I've generated for the past, whatever, 18 years into the world of podcasting. Hey, welcome aboard. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Thank you. Hey, the water's warm. Jump on it. You know, it's not like anyone else has ever started a podcast the last three years. Oh wait, everybody has no. So (laughs) total welcome to the podcasting side of it. So what do you have to do to make that transition with your show?
1: It's actually pretty easy, thank God. I've got 296 episodes that my assistant is just going to transfer over for me. So thank goodness I've attracted some awesome virtual support.
0: That's great. So where will people be able to find the show? What's it called? When's it going to go live on iTunes?
1: Intimate Conversations Live, I would say, give me till the middle of October. I'm not sure exactly when this will air, but then all of the past episodes will be there. And maybe I'll have the blessing of having Tom on in the future. Oh, you never know. That's
0: great. No, I'd love to do it. Well, and, and the good news, this will come out like at the very end of September. Uh, I'm sorry, very first week of October. But Perfect. But what's what's great is, is that most people listen to it. It's got a long tail. I just released a sort of list of my top five most download, top seven most downloaded episodes of the last three years. Years. And nice. it's interesting because some of them are well over 10,000 plus downloads and nice. all seven of them are more than a year old. So what happens is, is I get like a thousand in the first couple of weeks, but then they trickle up over time. People find them through search and through other stuff. So you'll find that once you start putting all this content out there, it's, uh, podcasting has a really long tail.
1: That, love it. Uh, that people
0: will love it. Thank find. you
1: for that insight. That's awesome. Yeah. Intimate conversations live. It's, it's got, yeah, some really hot, inspiring, delicious conversations that you can apply from the bedroom to the boardroom.
0: Awesome. Hey, so I think that great entrepreneurs like you who've been out there building businesses, you for 18 years and more. I think that entrepreneurs are great observers. I think we're always watching other people in different businesses and things like that. Oh, yeah. So I love to ask the people who come on this show and the answers vary from like my neighborhood dry cleaner to Elon Musk and everything in between. I hmm. love to ask my guests, who is it that you see out there where you say, "Hey, that guy or that woman, they're they're doing something cool."
1: You know, it's actually how I met you, Tom. It's Steve Olsher who put on the New Media Summit. He was There's a guest a of- he
0: was a guest on this show in
1: July. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. He, not only is he amazing with what he's doing, but what he created pulling together people that either have podcasts or want to have them, plus icons like Tom. And not only did we just learn, we actually got to pitch at the event. A lot of summits you go to, you learn a lot, you go home, you implement nothing, and your life maybe improves, you know, just incrementally. We were we were face to face with 40 podcasters in the moment. It was extraordinary. And it's a model that I I hope he continues and that others adopt.
0: You know what I liked about the New Media Summit was a lot, of, and I, I speak at, I think, it, you know, I was on a panel. I wasn't doing an individual speech. But if you count the panel, that would have been my 62nd presentation that I was involved nice. with this year. And and most of my presentations are I'm the or I'm the guy up on stage. But but if you look at it, I've been on a lot of stages this year. And oftentimes, the other speakers, I, I tend to stick around with the crowd. I tend to sit in the back because you never know when a C's candy box is going to show up. But <laughs> but I- uh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tend to stick around with the people, but yeah. usually speakers – some of my speaker friends' greatest skills is getting to the airport 10 minutes after they say, thank you very much. And whoosh, <laughs> they're whisked out into a, a, a black car, and they're at the airport. They're through security you know, before the rest of us have left the ballroom. But <laughs> what I liked about this was the people who were on the faculty, the icons yes. as he called them, and all the 150 participants – All intermingled as peers. There wasn't really like, oh, well, over there are the attendees of the conference and the 40 of us who are faculty will go to the green room. There was none of that. Everybody just hung out together. And I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, it really leveled the playing field and created incredible connections and networking.
0: Yeah. And I thought Steve did, you know, for a first time event. I mean, he's done other events, but for a first time event, I thought his new media summit was really well done.
1: Yeah, I agree. Totally. So my last
0: question for you is I think entrepreneurs, in addition to being observers, I think they want to leave a mark behind. So I love to ask the people, and this is so fun for me to hear what different people do. I love to ask people, what do you do to give back to the greater good? How do you get involved with either charity or philanthropy or, or just putting good vibes out there? What, what do you do to serve others?
1: Mm, Two things. One, I get emails at the end of every week from my staff. It's on my dashboard. And I can email somebody on the other side of the world, let's say Norway, who took a trip to Spain and wanted to go onto a naked beach and was so nervous, but took my book, How to Be and Stay Sexy, Exactly As You Are, and she read it on the beach. And then she emails me. And so I get to like interact and, and like spread love with people that may never be my private clients. I may never have a chance to really go deep with but we we still email and and social media and get stay in touch so i just feel so blessed to know people all over this planet that i wouldn't have normally been able to love um that's sort of internally and externally i do speeches on a regular basis i have for about nine years with shepherd's door domestic violence center um, and it's women that have left the home from uh violence with alone or with their children and and i go in there and i do speeches i do workshops I hold them, I hug them, I help them remember their value, and I'm asked back year after year. I give them my DVDs or my CDs, etc., and I just do my best to let them know that they're valuable, no matter what's happened in the past. It's really fulfilling.
0: Oh, and I'm sure that you touch the lives of a lot of people who are in need.
1: Yeah, it feels amazing. That,
0: that's awesome. So, so Alana, if somebody's listening to this and they go, "I gotta know more about this mm. lady. She's she's a fireball. How do I find it? <laughs> how do how do they find Alana Pratt?"
1: Oh, it's awesome. So my site, alanapratt.com, A L L A N A P R A T T dot com, is where ladies go to download vulnerability is the new sexy. It's a complimentary training there for you. And gentlemen, my site for guys, get her to say yes dot com. There's a complimentary training there called how to be a noble badass. I would love to contribute to all of you.
0: <laughs> how to be a noble badass. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I hope you enjoyed having a conversation here with the people of cool things entrepreneurs do. You are
1: awesome, as is your audience. All my love to all of you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And I say it every week. Thanks to the audience. If it wasn't for y'all, we wouldn't have a show. I appreciate you all as my friends. Please reach out. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at Cool Podcast. Uh, You can always email me, Tom at TomSinger.com. That's T-H-O-M at T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. And if you would, jump over to iTunes and leave a review. It just makes my day so much better when there's a brand new review. And Why wouldn't you want to make my day better? Just go do it. It only takes a minute. Come on. Celebrate the third anniversary of the show by leaving a review. Because I know I run into people all the time and they go, oh, I keep meaning to – you say it all the time. I I keep meaning to leave a review. Well, in honor of the three-year anniversary and the upcoming 300th episode, now's the time to do that. Now, we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Alana Pratt. I know that seems hard, but it's true. But in the meantime, you go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at tomsinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger.